Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and today we have a wonderful guest, Raina Sweeney. Raina coaches people into their ideal lives, and she's been doing this since 2007. She's an IPEC certified coach and energy leadership master practitioner. Her life purpose is to raise the consciousness of the world one person at a time by empowering people to dig deeply, honestly, and objectively into their energy and unconscious thought patterns to assess who they are and who they want to become. She specializes in helping people struggling with confidence find their voice and own their power. Through shifting core beliefs and incorporating self-love and acceptance, together we create a life they love. Raina, thank you so much for making time to be here with us. Thank you so much, Sam, for having me. I, I really appreciate this opportunity. I love what you do and your positive outlook, and I think that's what this audience and the world needs. So please um, let me know more about you and share a little bit of your story with us, please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been a long journey, um, and I've learned a lot of things throughout my journey, and that's one of the reasons um, I'm here as a guide and a coach for other people, maybe going through similar things that I've gone through in my past. Um, I know that you and I were talking about um, the concept of like depression and anxiety and how that plays into our daily lives and um, how it also really affects our confidence. Because um, I do a lot with confidence. I do a lot with your mental mindset. Um, and, you know, I think all of this kind of boils down to a few things. Um, it's really centered around kind of self-love, self-acceptance, forgiving yourself for your past, the things that you did or didn't do, um, and really learning how to deeply trust yourself that in the present and in the future, you will make decisions um, that will best support you and that are in alignment with your true core values and your true core beliefs. Um, and that's something in my sessions that we kind of dive into and figure out, you know, what, what are your core beliefs and are they supporting you or are they not supporting you? Um, and I do that because I've gone through a lot of um, anxiety and depression in my past as well. And my whole entire journey was learning how to love myself through that, learning how to fully accept myself learning that, you know, I'm still valuable, even if I am feeling depressed. And yes, there's a big um, chemical um, balance that happens with depression and anxiety. And I don't want to ignore that portion of it. Um, and there's also a huge um, mental thought process um, portion that goes along with it too. And uh, that's what I've really been focusing on um, and helping people to kind of cultivate that self-love and acceptance um, just because that was so crucial for me in my past going through all of that. Um, and it's still a daily practice that I do now. It's not something that we learn and we're like, okay, check that off the list. <laughs> um, it's a daily practice and you, and you keep coming back to it and you keep, um, uh, learning new things about yourself that you, that you learn how to love and accept. Um, and that's kind of what's brought me here. I love all of that. And I mean, we all have our own insecurities to begin with. I'm too short. I'm too tall. I'm a redhead. I'm a brute, whatever it is. But then you add something like a label and the world has 
these labels and these preconceived notions. So there's this automatic negative perception. And you and I were talking before we started recording about how like I see my anxiety as the biggest gift, not as a weakness, mm-hmm. but the world really does put a label, a negative label on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, I love that you say it's your biggest gift because it, a lot of people who, who, who are anxious and have anxiety are also very highly sensitive people. Um, and we need those kind of people in our world. Those are the people who notice danger before somebody else does. Those are the people who are highly creative. Um, those are the people who come up with ideas and uh, businesses and inventions that save people's lives because they are highly sensitive. They pick up on different things. They're highly creative. Um, it is definitely a gift. And, you know, our world just isn't really set up for people who are highly sensitive. Um, and so a lot of times it comes out as anxiety because we get all these different stimuli constantly throughout the day. Um, and if we don't know how to um, kind of soothe ourselves and, and understand that, um, it can become, like you said, kind of this negative label that's put on us. And um, years ago, I was reading this article, I can't remember who it was by any, anymore, but um, they were talking about the stigmatism of depression, anxiety, mental health, anything uh, is actually worse than your actual mental health issue. So your stigmatism against yourself or other people's stigmatism against you is more damaging than the actual anxiety or the depression a lot of the times because we we have these negative concepts about ourselves. Um, and I thought that was mind blowing that it's, you know, imagine if people who had depression and anxiety, we, you know, treated like people who have cancer <laughs> as like, how can we best, you know, solve it and, and, and get you the help that you need um, and help you heal and set up environments that are conducive for you to thrive in. Um, I think it would just be a lot different. And I think we have come a long ways in the last few years in the mental health um, industry and, um, and kind of breaking down those, those stigmas. I, I hope every day we're making progress and people like you and conversations like this make all the difference in the world. And it's true that, that the perception that the, oh my God, I have this thing that the world says is horrible weighs on you. And it really took Mm -hmm. me reaching a point in my life that I was in so much pain and I truly didn't care that I embraced my anxiety and I didn't hide it or put it on a shelf or try to fix it. All the things I had been doing my entire life that made it worse. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yeah, absolutely. What types of tools do you help people? You know, what can you say to people who are struggling right now? Like listening to us going, Oh my God, that's me. Yeah. I think what you just pointed out is, is accepting it and kind of um, just being at one with like, yeah, I have anxiety. Um, I started kind of years ago being super open with anxiety and depression and telling people, you know, no, I can't make it to that party because I feel super anxious and I'm just going to stay home and and chill for the evening and do some self-care because that's what I need. It was amazing how many people opened up to me and they were like, oh my gosh, I feel that way too. And, you know, I wish I could also 
you know, put my self-care before social events sometimes, but I just, I just don't. And I feel so alone. And the more everybody talks about it, the more it normalizes it, the more people realize that like, we are all human beings and we all experience this world very, very differently. And at the same time, we're all going through this together. And there are more people who are anxious and depressed out there than we think. And it's a very, very lonely place to be, especially if we don't tell people about it, if we're not um, being vocal about it, if we're not seeking help with it. There are so many tools to help with anxiety. Um, there are grounding tools. There are, um, I mean, the the part of the self-acceptance that I go through in, in the programs that I do um, is really taking that stigma away from yourself and learning how to accept that yeah, you know, I get anxious and that's okay. It's, it's, um, it's, it's your body's natural response to what's happening in your environment. And sometimes it can just be excitement, but because we get so wrapped up in our heads, sometimes it looks like anxiety and we start to worry about it. So training ourselves not to worry, training ourselves to feel safe in our bodies, training ourselves to trust ourselves and know that if we get in this situation that we do feel really anxious in, that we do feel that, you know, our body is kind of taking uh, the wheel and, and driving with anxiety that we can trust ourselves to say, oh, okay, let's take some deep breaths. Let's feel my feet on the ground. Let's get really grounded back in my body, like feel the clothes on my skin, do a grounding exercise, trust ourselves enough to know that we are actually safe because we know we can keep ourselves safe. I think that's a huge component um, of that acceptance part and of that, like learning how to love yourself and learning what your boundaries are. Boundaries are huge. Knowing that you can go to two social events a week and holding those boundaries or knowing that you can go to five social events that week and holding those boundaries or know that you can't do more than one in a week and holding those boundaries because of social anxiety, because of, you know, whatever happens to be having friends that are okay with you saying, you know what, I said I was going to do that. And today I just need to stay home. Having friends that are supportive, having a community that you can have open conversations with is all part of getting to know who you really are at your core and what your core belief systems are. Because a lot of times we've believed things in our childhood because somebody repeated them to us or they were someone else's values or someone else's belief systems. And we just kind of adopted them. And then we get into our adulthood and realize that we're running on someone else's set of beliefs and they don't actually support us. In fact, they might be what's tearing us down. They might be what's giving us anxiety. They might be part of that depressive state because we're super self-critical because we had a parent that was super self-critical or an aunt or a teacher or whoever it might've been when we were a child. And There's kind of so much what you're saying those. that I love. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just absolutely no, no, go ahead. so much of this. And I hadn't thought about it in the trusting yourself kind of way. I completely agree that the world has it backwards and we know what's best, but I hadn't thought about it in connection to trust. And, and that's key. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're taught, I mean, uh, parents do their best, right? I mean, I love my parents. Um, nobody gets it quite right. Right. I mean, we, uh, 
we're, we're, we're children and we look to adults to tell us what's right and what's wrong. That's just how it is. And that's okay. But we learn that and then we get to be adults and we still look to others to tell us what's right and wrong for us instead of learning how to really truly trust ourselves and our higher self. And we have a lot of knowledge within ourselves, but a lot of us aren't taught that as children. We're taught to follow the rules externally, follow, I mean, we have rules in society for a reason, (laughs) but on on a deeper level, we're taught to look externally for validation and to know that we're doing well and to know that we, you know, are liked. Um, and especially um, a small difference between men and women, women are um, more trained to look externally for validation. Men are trained a little bit more to look internally for validation. Um, and that small little difference sometimes can be um, where people start to feel extra lost because they no longer look internally for their own guidance, for their own values, and to really see who they really are as opposed to who they should be or shouldn't be, or, you know, what box they're supposed to fit into, or, you know, the check mark they're supposed to have off by 35 or 45 or 55. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I deal a lot with, um, with, uh, childhood beliefs that are kind of incorporated in um, to our adulthood. Um, Learning how to trust yourself is part of that Um, instead of uh, looking externally for um, security and safety. We learn how to provide that for ourselves. Um, And that in in part of my journey has been huge in my mental health and, um, you know, when I get anxious now, I'm like, okay, what am I, what am I out of alignment with in my life? What am I, what am I futuring right now? What am I, am I stuck in the future? Am I worried about the future? Cause the majority of the time anxiety is, is futuring yourself. And when I feel, when I start to feel myself slipping into depression, sometimes I'm like, okay, what am I, what am I stuck in the past with? You know, what am I, what am I, what, mem- what memories are running in my brain right now? Um, and, you know, be able to, uh, really, uh, self-assess and see, am I in the present moment? Am I running on my own belief systems or did I accidentally slip into something I learned 10, 20, 30 years ago? Um, and bringing that awareness to the present moment, um, and being able to self-assess and, um, know what your values are and know what your core beliefs are so that you know if you're in alignment with them or not. So when we get out of, when we get out of alignment with our core beliefs um, is when we start to have conflict in our life. And it's when we start to feel a little bit anxious or a little bit depressed sometimes, um, or things just don't seem to be what you want them to be. Um, and being able to kind of bring yourself back into that full alignment with who you are because you have explored that, because you know who that is, is really important. Oh, and we live in this world that is so fast paced. And if you're type A and a go-getter and you're out there being busy, you might not slow down enough to even know the answers to this. And that was key for me, was being able to just learn to pause. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And the entire world just had a really 
um, forced pause because of COVID. And right. a lot of people were able to, it was uncomfortable. A lot of people had a, had um, a lot of uncomfortable things rise up because if you're a type A personality and you're quarantined and you have to stay at home and you don't have a million things to distract you, you are kind of forced to look inward and things slow down enough to where you can really start to look around and assess your life and, and be able to get in touch with who you are. And um, a lot of people don't take that time, but the entire world just was sort of forced to do it. <laughs> and I find that a lot of people now are like, okay, what do I do with what I learned? How do I incorporate that into my life? Like, um, you know, I have a, a client that realized that she didn't actually want to be in the corporate world anymore. She wanted to slow down and open a cafe. And, but she was like, wait a minute, there's COVID. So how do you open a new business? And how do I incorporate what I really want in my life now? Because the blueprint, the blueprint that I put before me isn't, isn't really what I want. It's not, it's what I thought I wanted. It's what I thought I was supposed to want. Right. And, and the permission, and, giving yourself that permission to change is so important as well. Yeah. It's our, we only get this mm-hmm. life and, and, what would you say to people? So you and I both know the power of being honest about what we're dealing with and, and the, the gift of being able to say, I'm struggling right now and having other people then realize they can open back up to us. But there are people who still are afraid to make that first step. What would you say to mm-hmm. them? And, and there's not always, not 100% of responses are supportive and compassionate. There are people in this world that, poo-poo mental health and self-care and, and these types of things. So to, to people listening mm-hmm. who haven't reached the openness that we have, what would you say? Yeah. Be gentle with yourself. It's a lot of the times the fear that we have stepping out and saying something is our own judgment of ourselves and what we think other people are going to think of us. And that keeps us silent. Because a lot of the times the um, our worst abusers sometimes are ourselves, and the fear of what other people might think of us. Um, they we don't know what other people are going to think of us. Do somebody who has supported you in your past. If there's nobody who has supported in your past, reach out to somebody that you have connected with. Um, either through conversations like the ones that the one that we're having, Sam, or, um, you know, finding somebody who's a professional online and reaching out to them. Um, that's kind of like an automatic, you know, they're going to be accepting because of, that is their profession. Um, reaching out to people in your daily life, reach out to somebody who has supported you in the past, who has been there for you in the past, and just be gentle with yourself. That's amazing. Because, yeah. So if people want to connect more with you and know about your programs, where and how do they do that? Yeah, it's super easy. I have a website. It's just my first and last name, RainaSweeney.com. And um, I, I make it super easy. There's a little book now button you can press on, just schedule a little breakthrough session with me. It's a get to know you, um, get to know me, see if we're a good fit for each other, um, where we can take 
the relationship um, and uh, fully no obligation, just a conversation. Um, I only take on clients that I really feel that I can really help and, and connect with. Um, and I want my client to feel that way too. Um, so that's kind of our little session to get to know each other. Um, and then, you know, Sam, I really appreciate you having me on your show. And um, for anybody who's listening, I really appreciate you being here. And so um, if you mention this show or you mentioned Sam, um, I would love to give you 15% off of um, one of my packages that I do offer. So um, just as a, as a thank you for being here and a thank you for listening. Thank you so much for that. I know so many people will appreciate that. And it's rainasweeney.com. We'll put it in the show notes. And I want to backtrack. You said something a minute ago about we stay silent. And that's what that's why I have this show. Silence is dangerous. So you don't have to tell the world. But I love that you said find somebody who supported you in the past or find somebody in the field because silence really is the biggest enemy. And that's what what I'm trying to do is make noise and let people know that what we've been taught and what we've been conditioned to believe isn't necessarily right, certainly not for everyone, but the world just doesn't know it as well as people who are living it. So thank you so much for being here. Any final thoughts for anyone listening? Yeah, I I love the um, what you just said about not staying silent, and um, I think it just clicked for me. One of the things that that helped me not stay silent is I thought about all the other people who are suffering, who who might not want to speak out, and I thought, you know what? If I start speaking out, maybe they'll feel comfortable speaking out. So if there's not a drive to do it for yourself, maybe there's a drive to do it for somebody else. And we're all in this together. And Sam, thank you so much for being an advocate of this mental health journey of um, people really seeking what they need and the support that they need. Thank you. And thank you for being open with your story. Again, not everyone is and has the courage and both we're doing this to, to help others understand that that's the path to healing. So thank you again for being here. You can connect with Raina at RainaSweeney.com. That's in the show notes. And until next time, everyone, always stay ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.